Hello, and welcome to the Blogging Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. It's good to have you here. This episode may include affiliate links. And remember, this is not... Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Blogging Business Owner. This week, we have double the content for you, and so I'm hoping that I can get some feedback from you. Today, we're talking about five ways to build your personal brand online. And if you're looking for the show notes or the blog post, it's going to be at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash 28. For the show notes, it's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash show notes 28. Now, when we talk about personal brand, we are looking at, you know, you as a person and you're attaching your work into who you are. So it's part of your reputation. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And you don't necessarily need to be you know, have a face out there. But if you're building a personal brand, then it definitely helps because it really goes with, you know, you and who you are and what products and services you're going to associate uh, with. To establish a personal brand, you really want to think about how do you want to be perceived? Shaping how others will perceive your life through your work, defining your place in the world, whatever that world is, uh, defining your place in it, and also outlining what you're trying to achieve. Really, it's about building a legacy. So how do you want people to remember you? What are the feelings and the colors and the tastes maybe that you want to be associated with you? Now, there's three roles of a personal brand. It's to understand who you are, what you have to offer, and how people can get in contact with you. Those are the main three. I mean, there are Wonderful brand, wonderful brands that I've listed on the blog post that do a really good job at this. I also kind of compare company brands and just corporate branding just so that you can contrast, you know, what the difference is and the leverage that you carry when you have a personal brand. So when you're developing your own brand, you really want to think about the niche that you're kind of going into maybe it's the 20 something year old maybe it's college student maybe it's musician maybe uh, you're establishing yourself as a scholar and you want to make sure that people understand your area of expertise find your niche identify what that niche is going to be and then you know go from there you want to create content to reach your audience which is aligned with your niche of course So if you're looking for 20-something-year-olds, then you're going to find the channels that are going to be more conducive to that, right? Like TikTok, maybe YouTube, depending on who your target audience is. You can also niche down, and that always helps. You don't have to go that far if you're just starting out. But if you're niching down, that is even better. So think about who your audience is and where you can reach them the best. Keep in touch with your audience. So you want to make sure, you know, we talked about recently about your content calendar, how that helps to make sure that you are staying on track and regularly publishing and content. Same thing. So you want to keep in touch with your audience. You want to make sure that you are being consistent with your content, that they, that your audience knows when you're going to publish that content. And then some type of interaction. So ask some questions, reply to comments, uh, shout them out, make your own Twitter account. So these are just ways that you can go about it. But the ways that I have, so what I have listed before, like the Twitter account, 
Those are spectacular ways on how to build your personal brand. So if you don't know where to start, start with a Twitter account because it really, really helps. And Twitter users do tend to go and kind of seek out what you're talking about. So if you're selling a product and you put the link to where they can buy that product, it's a very high probability that the users of the Twitter users are going to click on your link and actually go to your store or your website and find out more, even make a purchase, because that's what we know about Twitter users. They want new experiences. And so they're open to that. Leverage Twitter uh, for your personal brand. Now, the next one is really build your mailing list because any social media, it's just, you know, it's like you're renting an apartment. It's not yours and it could be taken away. But when you have your own mailing list, that's a group of people that want to hear from you. And because you have a direct line of contact, it just makes it easier for you to connect and to you know, make a sale or really it's about building trust and making sure that you're keeping updated with people who really identify with you. And the last one is just keep going or don't give up. You know, a lot of people will give up after six months because this is a sort of a thankless job. You do go without any income uh, for a while if you haven't established your personal brand. But once you establish your personal brand, then it it is easier to be able to make a sale, to make a product, to have a service because you do have that leverage. Think Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner established her image on Instagram and then through it, she was able to do her own marketing and have a successful business. There are so many other examples of people who have been able to do this and have been able to leverage their personal brand to then make a sale, which in the end, that is what you're trying to do is you're trying to sustain your business by making sales. You know, there's so many steps that go into that, but if you establish your personal brand first, it usually makes it easier for people to trust you because people are more likely to buy from a person than to buy from a company. You may be asking, how do you, how do I build my personal brand? Okay. Let me give you a couple steps. So five steps. Okay. Get yourself a social media, even if you're not on all social platforms, that's okay. Just pick the ones that are going to be more conducive to you. Some people are doing better with, you know, Instagram or YouTube and just find where your audience is and do that. I really, really encourage you to start with Twitter because people there tend to act. So it usually is, um, a good medium. When you're selling a product or a service, having a blog really helps because it creates content. Like you might not be putting out products, you know, more than four times a year, really. And when you have a product description, you know, that's really great. Like on your Etsy store, that is all really good. But if you have a blog, it really leverages you so that you can appear on the Google or the the SERP, whatever search engine you're looking at. And it does leverage you to have more content to have on social media. Of course, you're going to want to make, you know, platform native, native platform content. Like on TikTok, you can do your how to's, you can do 
uh, customer reviews, you can just promote the feeling of having that product or that service. Those are all really great. But with blogging, you really do have an anchor because your written work does tend to live longer than the algorithms of social media. So blogging is is really going to help you. Create a training course. So if you have a brand, a personal brand, then you want to create a training course because we know that people that earn more money, one of the ways that they do it is through training courses. Of course, it doesn't translate. This doesn't translate to every type of business, but usually it does really work. Even if it's free training course, uh, maybe you're guiding people, you're just saying things, or maybe you're taking pictures with your product or service. That is also a course because you're teaching people how to wear the products. I'm thinking about a creator right now. He has a, an established personal brand, Bretman Rock. He has an established personal brand, but he really wanted to sell sunglasses. So what he did is he started a OnlyFans account and his first pictures, of course, they were very provocative, which is native to the platform. But in his pictures, he was wearing his sunglasses. So he not only was able to kind of make us, you know, people were going to talk about him being on OnlyFans, but now you get a picture of his him wearing his sunglasses. So embedding ways to promote your product or service is a really great way so that people get familiar and because you have a personal brand or you're establishing a personal brand, they also, people also get to know you and your style, the feeling that you bring into that personal brand as well and whatever products and services you're selling. Now we did talk about promoting on social media, which, you know, can be done with advertising. So when you're doing advertising, you don't necessarily need um, an account because you could do a link to your website. So you can make like a very catchy video or image, and then the link will go to your website. But you can also make an account and have a digital footprint in that way. I know that I like certain brands and I follow the brands and sometimes maybe one of the face of the brands, so one of the facilitators, they might pique my interest and I might want to know a little bit more about what drives them and what makes them who they are. And so I'll search on Twitter for them uh, specifically, not for the brand, but just for them specifically. So if you think that your audience is going to be looking for you, um, make sure that you have a way for them to contact you and, you know, a record of your engagement. Signing up for a mailing list is great, but unless you're on Medium or on Substack where you have a public record of your content, um, it's... They're just going to sign up and hopefully, you know, they remember that they signed up. You know, hopefully you're not going to have a lot of unsubscribes. But when you have some type of platform that kind of meets people where they are, it usually is a pretty good springboard to wherever you want to guide them, which is your website at the end of the day. 
And the last one is create high quality content, right? For your e-commerce storefronts and everywhere else. So whether you're writing or taking pictures or making video, make sure that it really talks about, you know, what your brand is and how you're establishing yourself, whatever that may be. So if, um, you know, just choose a medium. Some people like to do very quick clips and they kind of put them together and that's who they are because they are, you know, young people who want to, you know, portray them, their brand as being fast, energetic. So that's the content. Uh, other people might do something like, you know, black and white filter on all of their branding and it's just kind of the way that they're kind of portraying themselves whatever it is just make sure that you know it identifies with your brand i would think that when you're doing a storefront you really want to spotlight your products or your services so maybe investing in professional photography might be great or investing in a course for yourself so that you know how to take the pictures and stage Uh, your products might be important and maybe even you know taking a course on how to do a landing page if you don't have you know something like Etsy or Amazon to share your products and services okay let's talk about branding strategies so with your branding strategies I want to talk more about your personal brand right how are you going to strategize to make sure that your personal brand is going to be something that resonates with you and your customers. At the end of the day, reputation is built off of what others think of you and say of you or your business. It's not really up to you. Uh, you can encourage uh, some parts of that. Like you can, you know, if, if you come to work every day and you're smiling, you know, then you are encouraging people to say that you are, you know, happy, collaborative person. So let's start with visual brand identity. So with your visual brand is what people will see. So it could be an image, it could be a logo, it could be colors, it could be a video. So all those play into your visual brand. So looking at your identity uh, and how you want to be portrayed. So if it's something like vibrant and fun, then you might want to be, you know, looking at reds and yellows. And if you want to be more corporate, then it's more blues and maybe even evergreens. So taking all those things into account, you want to make sure that you are leveraging, you know, what do we already know works well so that you can incorporate that. Later on, you can shape, of course, but starting with something is better than, you know, not starting at all or changing it too much in the beginning. Let's talk about expanding the role of your brand. So when you're using videos, you are showcasing what your company does and how you help people. Video is really the next way of how to market. And, you know, it's already present here. I'm thinking of Charlie D'Amelio right now where Gap hired her because at the time she was, you know, the most famous TikToker and might still be. And they hired her to do a dance for them for a commercial that uh, about their new jeans for, for Gap. The commercial was awesome. It was so sensational. She created a 
or, or she had a dance move where she kind of like stuck one of her hips out and then kind of just moved it. And it really showed the flexibility of the jeans and how comfortable they are. And also it was a pretty clever uh, dance move. And so using video is important. And so just kind of playing with it and seeing what works best for you. Maybe it's highly curated. Maybe it's a lot of special effects. Uh, it could be a ton of things, or it could just be, you know, kind of like an old style sort of video where you put a camera, you know, at eye level and you're talking to the camera and there's, you know, nothing really special about your background. It's just you and your home and you're, you know, that's your brand of portraying something that is more family oriented. Again, leverage social media. I know that it's you know, it's rented space, you don't own, you know, the things that you're putting on there and you could always be kicked out. But it really helps when you're building trust with people because you're meeting them where they are. And the customer can decide whether they want your product or service and you're giving them opportunities for them to decide. So maybe if they close it down and say, I don't want to buy this service or product well maybe the type of branding that was giving to them was probably not the most optimal and then creating branding that might be more optimal to that customer then can possibly give you a sale so leveraging social media it's free and you can make money off of it just you know understanding the challenges with it is important as well now, using photos as a branding tool is also key. One of the most famous ways that you can use pictures would be in your logo. So, you know, have a logo and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It could be a picture of you holding a product. And that is the picture that is in all of your social medias and on your website and so on. So that could be your logo. You can have a simple letter. Uh, it could it could be very simple. It could be very intricate. But have a logo so that people can start to identify with you. And as far as, you know, pictures, you're displaying your work and making sure that people are aware of what your products are and your services. Now, when you have multiple product branding strategy, the most important thing is that you want all of your products to be extensions of yourself. So I'm thinking about Kim Kardashian, because she does an excellent way of doing a multi-product branding strategy now, not, not before. <laughs> now it's more authentic and, and it's more connected to herself. So one of the things that we love about Kim Kardashian is just her flawless skin. She just, it, it's, it's wonderful. And, and a lot of the looks that she has or that are created, you know, with her as a muse are enviable. And so having a makeup line makes sense because that's one of the things that kind of draws us to her personal brand. Another thing that she does really well is just wear clothing and establish trends that maybe may seem a bit odd, like wearing bike shorts, <laughs> uh, you know, just on a casual day while not riding a bike. Uh, that might seem a little odd, but she was able to pull it off. So her making a line called Skims that helps women of all shapes 
like hers, which is new for us, right? We're used to, in the American culture, we're used to seeing uh, slimmer uh, women being portrayed as, as the perfect, you know, body shape. But now with her, she's curvaceous. She's also, you know, the brand Skims is an extension of that. She's celebrating her curves and acknowledging that they're is a gap in in the clothing sector that that she could close. She is a great example of just having different products or multiple products to really accentuate her personal brand. So whatever you have, make sure it resonates with your personal brand. Um, I know in her in Kim's earlier career, she was doing things like cupcakes and credit cards, and it just it didn't quite go with her brand, but she was finding her voice. It might happen with you as well, where you're thinking of things and you might say, this might be good, you know, and you try it and it doesn't work. You know, you learn as you go. I think having self-compassion is a big part of a personal brand because you're going to find who you are as a public figure uh, as you grow in your platform. But if from the get-go you're knowledgeable of these, you know, different areas of what can accentuate your personal brand, I think your your awareness will peak and you'll be able to evaluate if things fit with you and if your audience is willing to be open to it. There is also private branding strategies. This combines the idea of branding and employee branding. So it's sort of a mix of business identity with employee personal or your personal brand and that you create on social media and it's specific to each site. So this is curating your content so that it fits on all social media. So your content on TikTok is going to be completely different than that of Reddit, for example. So just making sure that your content fits in every channel and that you are, you know, pushing forward in that way. Some people can do this in an excellent way and some people can't. Most of the time, the way that you do this is by hiring people because it does, you do have to be an expert in the field of, you know, whatever medium you're looking at to be able to create content that fits. If you're not an expert and you're learning, it it is a learning curve and it will take a lot of effort and a lot of time and probably frustration to be able to have one content and then adapt it to different platforms. So if you're struggling with that, but that's a priority, then you might want to look into hiring someone to help you do that and then make, you know, making sure that they themselves understand what they're doing and then are not going to need much direction from you. A public branding strategy is really when you're creating content that will increase who you are. So it will, it will elevate your personal brand. And again, I want to kind of highlight, um, Kylie, because at first she did establish her personal brand, right? She was taking Instagram pictures that were gorgeous. And then she then shifted 
or kind of mixed in her lip kits. And now her lip kits are just kind of, they stand on their own. And because they stand on their own, they elevate, elevate Kylie. So when you walk into an Ulta and you don't even know who Kylie is, uh, you might just be, you know, kind of walking around and then happen to find her product. And after finding her product, you might then be compelled to then look her up and see what she's all about. Uh, so making products or having public branding is, is a really great way to elevate your own personal brand. And a ton of people do this. Even when they're starting out, they'll create a course and through the course, they'll then find the creator uh, if their platform is not very big, or even if they do have a big platform, but people are just not aware. That's a great way to be able to grow your personal brand. There's three main ways that businesses are choosing to do branding on the internet. And the reason I come up with or bring this up is because another strategy that you can bring into your mix of personal branding is mixed branding, where you are mixing your personal brand with a business brand. And what this is, is that, again, you have those extensions of yourself, and you have different businesses that in the end will point to you. Think of uh, JC. So Jay-Z is not only a rapper, but he's also an owner of a basketball team and he is an owner of a uh, music distribution company, right? And he has like all these other businesses that he's working on. Those are extensions of himself, but those are businesses on their own. So he has sort of a, a mixed branding strategy and that might be something that you want to do. And now for a break, stay with us. Hey, it's Anna, and the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. So let's quickly jump into, you know, business branding, just so you kind of get an example of, of what's out there and what you can choose to do. And, you know, maybe there will be more later on. But the first one is really individual branding. And this is when you have a creator. So even a business can have one person be their face of the brand. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about progressive. Progressive is a business, but they have a face to their business. They have the lady with uh, the haircut that is sort of like to her shoulders. I believe it's like red. And then she wears a blue headband and their colors are white and blue. So they are doing individual branding and it's really to help build trust if you remember also Slim Jims a long time ago, where they had the character with the black hair that was like 
you know, like super tall. <laughs> uh, so personal branding or individual branding. I'm sorry. You also have business to business or a B2B, which is when you are collaborating with another business. So for example, it could be two businesses that work together for a common goal. And that could be, you know, another strategy that you're looking at. And it could also be business to consumer. So you aren't giving your business to another business, but you're actually targeting the consumer and everything, the private consumer, right? Everything that they're buying is from their individual choice. Okay, I've given you some examples, but I really think that some brands are really doing great at this. I'm going to choose very big brands uh, because I think they're easier to visualize. And if you know of smaller brands that are very niched, let me know because I want to know you know, how they're doing it, how they're able to, you know, set themselves apart. So when you're doing your own brand, you really want to have, you know, attitude and a, a part of it wants to be iconic. So something that sticks, something that people will remember. So one of that, uh, one of those parts is going to be your logo. It's clear, it's concise, it's focal, it's straight to the point. People understand what you're saying. You know, you're keeping your fonts simple. They're legible. They're probably just, you know, down to two fonts. Now, the last way to do this, of course, you can put more emphasis on different items depending on your brand, but just kind of an overall is the strategy that you use with your colors. So you want the colors to enhance each other and you want it to be something that is inviting and that is going to work together uh, for, you know, the benefit of, of your business making sales. So something that's very common is like the Costco, Costco branding where their lettering is yeah, legible. It's it's in bold. It's in red. And then at the bottom, they have it in blue wholesale. And their background is white, which really resonates with the American flag. And it, it just kind of, you know, gives a bit of familiarity and uh, just more trust when, when, you know, I live in California. So when I'm buying from Costco, I feel like it's my one stop and I can trust the products that are being sold there. And part of that is the branding and also, you know, the logo. Let's talk about Red Bull. So Red Bull has the slogan, Red Bull gives you wings, which I think that when you know the brand and then you understand how it gives you wings, some years ago, they had those commercials where they showed, you know, the little, I think he was like a little blue person and he actually got wings. <laughs> so it kind of just helped us imagine or see how that slogan was relevant with Red Bull. <laughs> that was a way that they were able to kind of establish themselves. But really, it's an, ident an identity that everyone across the globe can identify with because this blue man <laughs> with the wings you know that it's a fictional character right it, it's like there there isn't such a person and that really creates this opportunity for people to identify with the guy with the with the wings 
Their brand is also a way to encourage their own employees to kind of break out of their shell and spread their wings and try something new to keep the brand alive and and for the benefit of the business. Two more that I think really stick out to me is Google. So Google promotes innovation and teamwork among among all its employees and teams and they do you know one of the things that brings people together of course is like music and food and you know that by working in google you don't really have to go and pay for your own food right there's food available in most circumstances right there at google and it promotes collaboration and a sense of family i've heard from different people that work at google that it's basically You know, if you work at Google, you live at Google because they have their own gyms, their own, you know, private facilities where you can learn to do yoga, where you can take a nap, where you can, you know, they have great uh, healthcare services. So really, when you're working at Google, it's really about becoming family and promoting innovation and teamwork because now you're exposed to people with different expertise that you can then team up with and innovate for the purposes or for the benefit of Google. This also inhibits a positive environment that can be seen for us who do not work at Google, can be seen when we go to, you know, google.com, how they always have kind of just friendly and inviting ways of spelling Google, kind of just depending on the theme or the holiday that is going on, they are adaptable and just create a positive feeling. Now, the last one that I want to talk about is Cisco. And Cisco Cisco has evolved uh, since it first came about. It's really a team-oriented culture, and their slogan or their messaging is, do the right thing. Cisco celebrates innovation, which attracts talented individuals who are interested in learning new things and Cisco will help them to grow in their knowledge and in their skills and then uh, you know by doing that they're attracting creative minds that they can then promote to success okay so those are three brands that I think you know are great examples of of branding of course they're not personal brands (laughs) Uh, but they are great at, at branding altogether. And I think some of these can be adaptable. Now we did talk briefly about social media branding and the four main things that you need to remember about social media is that you create a concept artistically and strategically with branding design or a designer. So you want to make sure that your branding that you're putting out there because social media does need more content than, you know, advertising or billboards, that you're working on making sure that your branding is consistent, have content published on various platforms so that you can cross promote, right? So maybe you have Twitter and you also have Substack, whatever is going to help your business. Use multiple platforms. The main thing about this is you don't have to be as active on one platform as the other. But you do want to make sure that you have a presence so that people who have a preference in platforms can easily find you when they're looking for you. They're not going to have to download a whole app, you know, to be able to find you. They can just find you on the app that they're used to using on a daily basis. 
And last but not least, of course, is establishing brand credibility and awareness. So making sure that you're always putting yourself out there and that you're creating trust in every single post. Now we're talking about personal branding, but I do want to kind of take a detour and go to individual and organizational brands because when you have a personal brand, it is very likely that you are going to grow your brand by having products or services associated with you. Now, when we're talking about individual and organizational brands, they do have things in common, which is that they communicate their values and identity to others. Those are two huge things that both individual and organizational brands do. Where they differ is that corporate brands appeal to many different groups of people, right? Coca-Cola. And individual brands their aim is to appeal only to a single group of people. So that's where you get, you know, these references of creating your own avatar. Five main characteristics of an individual brand is meaning, motivation, market preference, momentum. So meaning is directly correlated with the desire of users to identify themselves with a particular product or idea. You want to motivate them, you know, based on your strengths and passions. So not everybody is going to have the same strengths and passions. And that's the good thing because then you are positioning yourself. Motivation is also based on love and enjoyment. So people need to have some type of connection where they get some type of kind of like a elevated feeling when they are with your brand. Now, next comes market preference, and market preference refers to taking risk while trying new things. So if some people love lipsticks, for example, but they only like this one brand and they'll take risks, but only within that one brand, their risk level is going to be fairly low. But if they, you know, if your branding is on point and it really talks to them, then you're inviting them to take on more risk and try your product or service. And the last part of this is momentum, which refers to being able to constantly push yourself towards your goals. So as your branding grows, you're continuing to look for opportunities and also to benefit from the current opportunities so you can build on them. Along with personal brands, there has been a lot of kind of research that has gone into them. And I'm going to put a lot more of this into the blog. But really what I would like you to know is that personal brands are more likely to develop as a result of an individual input and input from others. So it's really what other people kind of see you as that make the brand. So personal brands are not so much about your name on a building or a title next to your name. It's really how you present yourself to others and your self-development process. It's in the way that you communicate your image, whether people will readily identify what you stand for and how they can get involved in what you are doing. Now let's talk about organizational brands for a bit. So corporate brands create a solid message. A strong corporate brand is said to have the following qualities, a consistent message, a compelling promise, and a clear image. 
The, consist the consistency of the message is just one of the reasons why Apple has been so successful in the last decade. The message is not just consistent, it's also fresh and it's honest. And Apple has really been established as one of the kind of big five companies that are just going to keep growing and are really hard to you know, kind of compete against because they really are standalones in their own lane, just like Tesla and, and others and Facebook, of course, uh, Amazon. <laughs> so there's a couple of them, right? Uh, you can look up um, Professor Galloway. He has a whole book on it. When organizations go out to market themselves they need to bring in that human component right and appeal to people's values and beliefs so even though they don't have a person or a face they still need to make those connections and kind of widely because their messaging isn't just for one person or one group of people it's really trying to reach the masses so some of the ways that they do that is really distinguish themselves and their products and services from their competitors. They will try to brand with characteristics or feelings that may arise within their uh, potential consumer. The brand is also consistent and it's recognizable across different platforms which is something that is important, especially when you are a big organizational brand. It's sort of like an intangible asset to a company, sort of how stocks and shares are. So it's intangible, but you know that there is value in the company on many factors, but kind of sort of through the stocks as well. Now, corporate brands work to identify what a company is trying to achieve through developing their strategies and plans with this in mind. So they're always evolving, just like a personal brand, but they're evolving based on their audience and kind of what the needs of the audience are. Very close to a personal brand as well. Okay, let's go to tips and frequently asked questions. So the first question is, how do personal brands make money? Well, there's different ways, right? Selling products and services, but really a way to kind of universally that uh, people make money is first you create a website, whatever that is, Shopify, Etsy, WordPress. So whatever is the best medium for you is just a way for people to make that purchase or to resonate with you. They also post pictures, give some type of visual. So a video, something post comments. So make sure that they are engaging with their uh, clients, leave messages, and try to encourage people to share their products or services on the web. A big part of this, and I know I've said it before, is to make a Twitter account. So you'll notice that while people might have, you know, their main base is somewhere else, like a YouTube channel, you'll notice that a lot of the time they'll also have a presence on Twitter. So having a Twitter is, is really one way that you establish yourself. There is a sort of company logo, even if that is you, the face, um, that is the way to do it. And then they have an email. 
then make sure you have a professional email. That might mean buying a domain and then kind of paying on a monthly basis so that you have a professional email, which will strike, you know, as a level of professionalism. There are established businesses that still have an at Gmail or a Yahoo email. That's their personal choice, but you are also, you need to look at, you know, the security of your business as well. So it says the next question. Thank you for that. And the next question is, how do I create my own personal brand? So your personal brand is really your personality, the associations that you make, and then the general reputation of you or your business and other people's mind. So what they think about you. It's about the feelings that people have towards your personal brand. And it's, you know, about creating an entire image for yourself that goes after your purpose and your goal. Think about like Marilyn Monroe, right? So that is her personal brand is Marilyn Monroe. And she also has, you know, her private life. So that would be one example of how you create a personal brand. Thank you. Next question. How do I brand my online business? So understand your customer, have a very strong presence, have a good following. And, you know, it doesn't have to be time consuming, but it really does need to be strategic. So if all you're doing is posting viral content, that's that's good enough. You know, you don't have to be doing a lot of the other things that people need to do, like meet and greets and a lot of engagement because you're work really speaks for itself. So finding your voice uh, is is important. Thank you. Next question. How do you build a brand for your business? So the best way to do this is to really for you to understand what your place is within the world or your niche that you're trying to establish yourself in. You want to be noticeable and you want to offer people something that they need or want. So making yourself aware of what is already out there and what a gap you're trying to close really establishes yourself because you're able to identify with the needs and also distinguish yourself from the competition. So once you have a plan in place, then you can learn how to market your business, whether it's you know, getting the word out there, so referrals or making publicity, like doing interviews, going on podcasts, doing news release, going into networking events, maybe doing training programs, whatever it means for your business and and just like the level that you're at, making publicity is, is really a great way for you to build a brand for your business after you've established a personal brand. Okay. Thank you. Next question. Can a person become a brand? It's safe to brand yourself. So it is safe uh, to brand. Of course, there is always like, you know, people that are gonna, you know, just not have, you know, positive intentions and you do need to be safe on that end. But yeah, branding yourself, it is, it is a way to uh, make money. And you do, you can be very safe with that depending on how how you do it. So 
the question be like the example before was like Marilyn Monroe she used to say that she could take off her makeup and not do her hair and nobody would you know put on sunglasses and nobody would recognize her now more than ever I think we can go and get by with a personal brand where we're not recognized because of the mask and you know you could wear a hat and glasses but let's rely on David Woodruff. He's a Canadian PhD who noted that the qualities of a successful brand is the brand thinks of themselves as people. So it's it's an identity, a separate identity. It's not your identity. It is a separate identity, even though it is a personal brand. Brands talk in the first person. Brands are self-aware. They can be egotistical, most of the time they are, uh, but they understand that they're not above criticism. And in the end, it's really about establishing a positive reputation or working hard to just earn a reputation, right? Because you can't maintain a reputation unless you have one. (laughs) And it's not infallible. It's really about the distinguishment between Someone who's just an ordinary person on the web who has a website and being someone who is identifiable. So putting all those in place is what's going to build your personal brand. And one of the benefits or one of the biggest benefits, I think, of establishing a personal brand is that you understand your own personality and then you also understand the brand's personality. So you can think and act differently or as somebody else when you are in the the face of the brand and you can relax and be yourself when you're not you know the face of the brand so it's almost like a dual identity that you can have that you can turn on and off how do i start a lifestyle brand the lifestyle brands is really aligned with the personality that you have so being comfortable in the skin that you're in is going to be one of the best ways that you are going to be able to establish yourself Developing a message that will help attract new customers and also retained old ones. So if your identity is 20-something year old, you know, uh, making sure that you're still going to appeal to people when you're, you know, 30s and, you know, a a mom-to-be. So making sure that you're evolving your personal brand and that you're growing with your audience as well. And then once you determine the type of person that you are, there's... You know, so many ways that you can start a lifestyle brand. Um, One of the best ways is blogging because blogging, a lot of it is about storytelling and helping people learn about you and making those small changes, you know, day to day, week by week. So that in the end, you know, at the end of the year, it's, you know, not people aren't stunned when you know, you got married and, you know, you just made like this huge shift in your life because they've been there throughout the entire journey. And then you can also advertise the changes that are happening through social media or, you know, just in your own circles. Like maybe you have a Facebook group or um, maybe you have your own Telegram group. So establishing yourself and making sure that people know who you are and kind of grow with you. Uh, But really the core of you stays the same. Thank you. The next question is, what is a good personal brand statement? A personal brand statement is something that is honest 
It's about you and you want people to know that about you. A good example is Nike, just do it. That slogan really identified with the brand because Nike is really about being active and going after what you want. And so the just do it is really resonates with the aspect of, of the lifestyle and the life of the people who purchase uh, Nike. It's also uh, adaptable to other circumstances, which is you know, why we see it in like movies and television and games is because people can adapt it to their everyday, which makes it a very powerful uh, slogan. So a personal branding statement needs to be, you know, very centered, uh, but also flexible so that it could be adaptable and people can use it in different uh, platforms and have kind of like an inside knowledge of, of the double meaning of that slogan. It's really about, you know, yourself and what you want people to know about you. You can try different things. I think one of the easiest ways to do that is to kind of just try different slogans on social media and kind of see what sticks. You could even do polls. You can do, you know, fun activities with that. Thank you. Next question. How do I start a luxury brand? So a luxury brand is something that identifies with your brand identity. It communicates a brand message that is easy and effective and it stays on top of the latest trends. So some of these like luxury brands would be like Tesla, Apple, um, yeah. So those would be brands that are luxury and luxury brands tend to make more money off of less sales because it's something that like a status symbol that is achieved with you know so that you pay for the branding thank you next question how can i create my own product <laughs> so creating your own product it really depends on what product you want to make uh, so the production of food is going to be different than like a, a, some type of like machinery. So it really depends on what you're trying to, you know, come up with. I will talk a little bit more in a different blog about this, but you want to identify where the best medium is. So maybe it's Amazon because maybe it's like drop shipping. You know, there's a lot of things just like it and people are not going to seek you out because it's not really an individual or a standout product it's just a product that like most people need right like dish soap something like that you can also use google adwords in order to pay for ad space on google and get your product seen by people if you have some type of service like you have a home or an extra room then looking at things like airbnb uh, to market your product or service you know one of the main things to remember um, before creating your own product or service is to see how important it actually is to someone and what you are doing to protect yourself with copyright and patent laws so those are the biggest things because, you know, it's really expensive to make a product. So you want to make sure that you're protected. Hey, 
Thank you. Next question. How do I brand my name? So branding your name is really important. Um, there is different types of like trademarks uh, and your name is usually, it can't really be trademarked most of the time, you know, sometimes they'll do it, but can't really be trademarked uh, because there could be, you know, somebody else is born and has your name, right? Uh, but branding your name is a great way to bring a lot of feelings and bring that human touch when people say that name. So I think that branding your name is is one of the best ways to create a personal brand, of course. And when people know who you are, they're more likely to purchase uh, from a person. And it's a good idea to use the branding on like business cards, events, um, stationery. So just kind of getting your name out there. So if you're into promoting a personal brand, then you want to make sure that you are making people aware. Next question. How can I use lifestyle branding to my advantage? So lifestyle branding can be very beneficial to your personal brand and it helps expand and grow your business in the long run because people will have a feeling that they know you and can identify with you. It is sometimes more successful with some people than with others. Some people don't understand their personal brand so much and then they go and they do, you know, a lot of promotion for a product or service and it doesn't resonate with people. And then people tend to kind of back away because the persona seems to be, you know, um, misunderstanding their own brand. So it's important to be able to, uh, when you're taking advantage of, you know, lifestyle branding, that you really understand what your brand is. One way to think about this or one example would be Starbucks, you know, it's a lifestyle branding. And it's one of the most popular coffee shops, right? You have probably tried it. And they have this slogan of, you know, or a strong identity of come as you are advertising campaign. So whether you're a mom, whether you are going to school, right, whoever you are, you can go and have some Starbucks because Starbucks is part of your lifestyle. So it was able to establish itself as a place where people go when they want something new and different and also consistent. So when I go to different parts of California or um, really anywhere in the world that Starbucks is present, I can have the drink that I have here at home and it's exactly the same. And so there's also that familiarity associated with it. Thank you. Next question. What is an integrated marketing campaign? So an integrated marketing campaign is one of the most effective ways to advertise a product or service. But before you kind of step into that, it's important that you establish your personal brand first. So your personal brand will be the fuel that propels integrated marketing. So if you don't have a strong personal brand, it, it might not work out as well. So the idea behind advertising campaigns is that each individual part of the campaign works together to build your image and create awareness for your product or service. So if you're 
working on creating a personal brand and want to create an effective marketing campaign, it's important to consider using an integrated marketing campaign. I mean, at that point, it's it's really important to have, you know, separate pair of eyes to really look at your whole business as an entirety and really come in with a very, you know, just objective, um, not trying to please anybody, just coming in, looking at the numbers and feeling, you know, having their finger on the pulse and really understanding what people are. It, it's important because as a personal brand, you kind of get wrapped up and sometimes it's hard to separate, you know, your personal wants and likes <laughs> with those of that people perceive uh, as your strengths. Thank you. Last question. Why do you really need a personal brand? Okay, so there's a lot of reasons why you would want to develop your personal brand. Having a strong personal brand is essential to building your business and growing it. So you've heard me say in the past that, you know, if you're just starting social media, then it's going to take a while, even a blog, you know, any type of business is going to take a while. But if you're an established person, if you have a brand already, then anything that you put in front of it is probably going to get, you know, at least some sales for so having a personal brand is really advantageous. You create a stronger relationship with your customers and employees because people understand what they're, what you're all about. So, for example, Bretman Rock, we talked about him before. He's a YouTube personality. He has a personal brand. Now he's, you know, having MTV shows. He is being an advocate for turtles. He's selling sunglasses. He's just involved in a lot of different products. I believe he even has like some makeup. Those are all connected to him and to his own personal brand, but they have been successful and he has those opportunities because he established himself first. People want to know who you are. And honestly, as a Bretman Rock viewer and follower, if he were to come up with another product, I would most likely hear about it at least. And if it piques my interest, I might go and click on it, which I wouldn't have because I don't have a need for a palette or for new sunglasses. But if it's coming from Bretman Rock, I might be a little bit more flexible uh, to, to go and buy it. And, you know, the types, it's reliable. They, they build trust. A personal brand builds trust. And I trust that, you know, the service or the product, while it may not be a representation of the personality, like the uh, the face of the brand, right? Like the product might be like really bad. It does sort of just shape uh, the personality for me. And then people always prefer to do business with people, right? Because it just brings a sense of comfort. Now, when you're doing, you know, some type of product selling or even service selling, Having a personal brand really helps because you have built those circles, especially like on social media, and you can encourage people to share um, a post or to share a video or just content altogether so that maybe their friend could see it, right? Probably in their DMs. We know that referrals is one of the best ways to make sales. Sometimes your position might be to make 
viral marketing, which is when people are sharing that information openly and at a very high rate. So that sometimes viral marketing is something that you want to do in order to kind of open up your sphere of uh, influence. Thanks so much. We talked about personal branding and doing it on the internet, which is a great combination because you can have your, you know, personal life outside of the internet, and then you can also have your life on the internet, uh, which is sort of new for us um, in, in this era. And with the right strategies, you can create an online presence, reflect on it, maybe have people help you uh, with reflecting on who you are, what you stand for, what products and services, you know, you want to be involved with. And then building a personal brand takes time. It's not overnight for sure. But if you're consistent with your efforts and you just keep going, it will happen for you. You will build a reputation. Thank you so much for joining me. I super appreciate your time. Thank you for connecting with us. It's always a pleasure and privilege to share time with you. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform where you can consume our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and comment on the blog post. You can find the show notes by going to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash show notes. I'm your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host Chaitanya. Thanks for joining us and listening to us today. I hope you have a wonderful day. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.